Good morning. I hope everyone's having a beautiful Saturday. And uh, yeah, hopefully you're still chewing on some turkey or ham or roast or whatever you have for Thanksgiving. You got your coffee and you guys are ready to roll. Uh, today we have a special guest, Mr. Inferno217. Give it up, give it up. Yo, yo, yo. Making my Ooh. triumphant return to podcasting. It's been a hot minute since I've done a podcast. Right. I think I did I think I did Merck's podcast, Ultra Preset. I think that was the last one I did, and that was like four-ish months ago, I think. So oh, yeah, wow. I mean, wow. Yeah, I've been I've been busy, man. I it's podcasts. I would love to get back on them, but just been, you know, life's been crazy, especially with this whole situation we're dealing with. But let's not get into that. Let's talk about games, right? Let's be positive right. here. Come on now. Well, you know, you're always welcome here. So even after today, you're always welcome to come back. Uh, all right. Open invitation. A, <laughs> all right. I'll be a I'll be a grown woman for right? Saturday. <laughs> yeah. We got to do you up like they did the Marvel characters with the nails and the bonnets and shit. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're going to do our intros and then we'll have a couple of questions for Inferno. Um, and then we'll get in our regular topics and games and whatnot so let's get started uh ladies let's start with your intros uh, and we can start with miss sharice what's up everybody thank y'all for joining us today thank you my arch Femi uh inferno for joining us today but we're not gonna go into that oh damn all right okay <laughs> um but it's nice to have you we will retain a peaceful existence for today only today Perfect. only deal 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 <laughs> um but yes this Thanksgiving has been an interesting affair. When I was not sick, I um, played a little bit of Valhalla. Um, Tetris. Tetris is the bomb, y'all. Y'all should really download that game. It's so relaxing and nerve-wracking all at the same time. Um, what else did I play? I So I heard something happened with your Valhalla, too, but really quickly. What happened? Oh, my God. So I don't know if my cousin did it or if I actually lost it, but I lost about five hours of gameplay. Wow. Um, I, I noticed it last night when I, cause, um, I went to law, actually play my game. Cause I let my cousin play it while, cause he was the only boy at the house full of women. I was like, here, dude, you need something to do before we put you in here making, um, ham or something. So <laughs> I let him play and he had started a whole new character and he wow. had to start a new save file. Um, but when I went to go play last night, when I finally got home, I could not, I was literally, um, yeah, I had lost about five hours of gameplay, um, mm, side quests, mm. exploring and all that stuff. So I had to basically redo all of that and then catch back up. So I don't know which one it is. I've right. made sure to resave it. I've made sure to. So do you keep um, automatic save file and then a, per a regular save file? Because I feel like, there's, I, you know, you just have one of them. You know what I mean? I, I, when I play, I have, I have automatically save files and then I periodically manually save. Yes. Right. Um, so so I'm assuming he's maybe saved over my manual save or maybe but then the I, other one should have been there. You know, that's what I mean. That's why I feel like it, you know, it might've been something with the game, you know, mm -hmm. that's, I, I, I'm hoping it's not, but that's, I'm sort of thinking it's that that's what it was. Cause his save file is still there. And mm -hmm. I was able to not save over it. Like it, I was able to choose just when I wanted to save. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking the game actually, I, it lost it some kind of way. Well, we'll make sure we keep an eye out on the post. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, that's that's basically all I've been playing. So, all right, I, I'll do it real quick. I'll say what I was playing. Um, 
on I played Orwell Eyes All Eyes on You edition. I guess it's um it's about it's a government security company third party that goes through your information to find out crimes and stuff. And I don't I got the I guess now at the there's two endings, right? One is that I'm a hero to the company or I'm wanted by the company. You know what I mean? Because I did some stuff that you you have to do a decision on, like a real decision, and it goes from there. Uh, that was on PC. I enjoyed that. Also, I played some Spider-Man, Mal Morales. It was pretty good. I'm, yo, man. I sometimes I feel like I play like buns, but you know I'm trying. My web slinging got a little bit better, so I, I like that. I wasn't too much off the ground this time around. Um did a lot of like side stuff so I can be able to level up my character so when I hit the main missions I'm gonna be OP <laughs> um what else did I play as you see the gameplay here we had a GWG community game day uh we played some Tetris effect connected or connected effect what one of the two but it was multiplayer I really enjoyed playing this but I thought it was gonna be four person co-op but it's really like two three people co-op so i love the colors i love how they they changed it up the music is fire i can just listen to the i can just listen to the soundtrack of tectors to be honest with you um that's i i enjoyed it and this particular mode is like zodiac signs and uh we gotta fight against them they oh they they out here with that super cheese but it was fun um i grinded on uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, all day Thanksgiving. I was on Newtown all day getting all the little new booty. I'm telling you. It was like people, I don't know, this this game, <laughs> this map came out five times. You know what I'm saying? And there's people that still don't know how to play that map. I'm like, this is, as soon as I realized that you don't know this map, I'm like, this is easy pickings. Easy pickings. Uh, leveled up and, um, then played some Modern Warfare on uh, the other day with El Boogie yesterday, actually. And we did pretty good as far as uh, Warzone is concerned. We had a little couple of haters in there. And because um, they just hate to see some people get their ass whooped. And some people don't have good sportsmanship. But hey, we continue to game on. And I think that Warzone game was like the best game I ever played with El Boogie. So I'm... It was yeah, I'm wondering why Inferno will never come to our Warzone nights. I don't know. I feel like he thinks we're not worthy. Yeah. Oh, man. War you wouldn't want me on Warzone. I'm trash. <laughs> if you look at my stats in Warzone, I'm just no no bueno. No bueno, as Lady would say. Mm, but that's all I did. I think, yeah, that's it. Oh, Nightcall. I'm sorry. Nightcall. Uh, Xbox Game Pass game. It's about uh, this taxi driver trying to solve this murder, and you got to go pick up people and make money as a taxi driver. So I'm trying to solve this murder, but I'm broke. As, I'm broke now because I'm I'm worrying about solving the murders and not making no money as a taxi driver. So I'm like, <laughs> but they got some good stories, like deep thought provoking life situation stories, and I'm gonna at least finish. I'm gonna at least finish the first the first story, but um. I'm enjoying that as well. Okay, I'm sorry. That's enough. That I'll finish. <laughs> okay. Also, uh, for me, um, I, I've been playing. Uh, this is Delilah HD here. I've been playing um, Valhalla and Destiny 2. I just hit the, uh, was it 
1230 light level or power level. It's called power level now, right? Mm. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's the grind, you know, classic Destiny grind. Um, I'm loving uh, Europa, though. I absolutely love the area, the new addition. I think it's I think it's fire. Um, I'm loving some of the new weapons and exotics and things like that. Sword is still the Yeah, best. I'm digging the equipment weather, weather that they did there. I'm hoping that they bring that to, you know, other new planets, planets that yes. I'm sure that will be coming, you know? Yeah, because that snowstorm be so thick, man. Like, you can't, you you can barely see, like, what's what's in front of you. It's But it's so realistic. Like, oh, I love it. Um, let's see. Well, that's pretty much it as far as gaming is concerned. I, I definitely um, enjoyed Thanksgiving, you know. Of course, this year was subdued, you know, because of obvious reasons. But... It was still fun. Enjoyed cooking, you know, various things for the, for the fam. And yeah, so it's cool. That's it for me. All right. Did we get everybody? I think Cherie. Did Cherie go? Yeah, right? No, I think she went first. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went already. I didn't say everybody. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So let's get into our special guest interview with Inferno. Now, I just have a couple of questions. Uh, I know that I gave these to you beforehand, so you should be ready. <laughs> oh, geez. Here we go. All right. So uh, basically, you know, what got you into video games? Was it like a parent, a sibling? Uh, what made you want to enter the realm of video games? So my family is kind of like a weird situation because I have a brother who is 11 years older than me. So... Um, I guess that's not too weird nowadays, but like when I was growing up, that was super weird that I had this older brother that right. you know, everyone just assumed was my cousin and <laughs> or like, you know, was just a really like close family friend or something. And it was my brother and he just had all these cool things. And obviously video gaming was one of them. He was already set into going into a career of computers like right away. He would, you know, program on Atari's and, you know, do all this crazy stuff that I thought was just so cool back in the day. But then in retro retrospect, I look back at it and I'm like, you wrote that many lines of code to make that turtle dance. But um, anyway, so he, uh, so I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy back then, but like, I don't know, you look at it now, it's like, wow, that's what it was back in, you know, late eighties, early nineties. Um, but he, he had an NES and so my dad was super into technology as well. And he was super into video games as well. Like he would sit down with my brother and play, um, like anything, everything and everything. Um, and so he we had like a ton of nes games like a ridiculous amount actually i think at one point i can remember as a kid having like 400 and something cartridges oh, wow. of nes games yeah it was just a ridiculous amount like a new game came out my dad was all about it which you know was awesome for my brother because so he, he usually he paid for the kid. stuff yeah he was a kid he was a little <laughs> kid yeah yeah you, you got that right um and so um, I just had such a wide variety of stuff to try out, you know, usually suck at, you know, being that young and all. Because um, at the time I was only like five, um, but got into some Nintendo franchises, obviously, you know, um, Super Mario Bros, super easy to get into even as a kid. Um, but there was some harder stuff that I really enjoyed, like the Mega Man series, those games even now, super punishing. Um and like i was a huge nintendo head like i was definitely like dead set on only having nintendo stuff grabbed a game boy when i saved up enough like allowance money to do it mm -hmm. and um 
and then like the Genesis came around and I was like, damn, like, listen to how this sounds. Look at these graphics, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Look at, you know, yeah. like all, all the old classics, you know, yeah. go that's on probably like on. one of those sounds that everybody like still is like, gives you the feels, you know, that Sega Buddha, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I fully transitioned into Sega, like had all the Sonic games. It was just mm-hmm. like amazing to me how, like how fast everything was on Sega versus Nintendo. I don't know if that makes sense, but oh yeah, like, I feel like Sega kind of just ushered in, you know, just fast, like gut wrenching, like heart pounding gameplay. And, um, that really, you know, got me stoked for it to the point where I was such a Sega head that even when the N64 came out, I was only like, what was that? I was like 10 years old, I think, mm. when the when the N64 came out. And I know Sharice is like, damn, you young. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but the N64 came out and I was like, I don't even know if I want this. You know, like I was all about Sega. I was like, I'll keep. I said to my my brother Dan the Jizzle, who we play with game nights every once in a while. Um, I said to him, "Listen, you you can take that 64 if we get it for Christmas. I'm good with my Sega 32X CD, mm-hmm. right?" And he was just like, "All right, I'm holding you to that, right?" Damn. And of course he, he, he got it over. Yeah. Of course he, he got that that first Christmas. <laughs> my mom f- somehow found it. It was like impossible. You know, it's kind of yeah. like the situation now, right? The N64s were like impossible to find. Mm-hmm. People camping out, all this crazy shit. That and like tickle me Elmo, I think during that season. Oh um, man, yeah. And um. You know, she Christmas Day comes around. We open this thing up, and there's the 64. And he's like, "No, of course." He's like, "Nope." You said, "You said I you don't need this. This is mine." And I was like, "Of course." You know, I was like, "No, that's bullshit." You know, um, flipping out, right? Um, you know, and then at 64 era came around, and I did the same damn thing for like the next few consoles too, like. You know, even when like I know PlayStation came before, but even when PlayStation got like super popular, I was like, nope, I'm good with this. Oh, when Saturn came out initially, I was like, nope, I'm good with this. And then instantly regretted it. So now, like, you know, I make sure I get, you know, I, 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 you know, it's my, ho- it's my hobby, you know, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to grab yeah. everything. So, you know, this time around specifically, you know, grab the PS5, grab the Xbox Series X, no matter what. And, you know, it was tough, but so you glad secure I got both. both. I got both. Yep. Okay, I got both. Okay. Um, I got the yeah, digital no. PS5. Now I'm like regretting not getting it just because you know, like like you said, like that hard missing out. You're yeah. like, uh, yeah, FOMO, hardcore, yes. yeah, FOMO, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I never had that when I was a gamer as a kid. Like I was so content mm-hmm. with what with stuff that was out at the moment. Like you know, I was still, you know, PlayStation would be out, Saturn would be out, and I'm still you know playing like Knuckles Chaotix on my 32x. You know, what I mean, it's like mm-hmm. and, and totally fine with that. And I don't know. I'm a totally different gamer now, and I know we'll, we'll kind of probably get into that. Um, but like, that's how I got into gaming. I just had that exposure when I was younger from from an old my older brother who had just all these NES games, just from the most obscure to like the most popular, obviously, and yeah. you so- know, just got a great rounded like exposure to all kinds of genres, you know. So right. you say you you and your brother are 11 years apart. Now does your brother still play games at all or Yeah, he plays PC primarily. Okay. Um his kids like we made sure you know, the good uncles made sure to hook the kids up with the, you know, the cool Xboxes and right, stuff. Right, so right. he, you know, dabbles with that, but he doesn't have his own Xbox. He has a nice 
a, a decently nice game PC. So he, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he plays on PC and, you know, with crossplay and stuff, we've been playing together a lot more lately, you know, with like Sea of Thieves or like Elite Dangerous. He's into that kind of stuff, like No Man's Sky. Um, so, but yeah, like he was, you know, he kind of ushered me into gaming and, I'll never let him forget that because sometimes he's like, no, you know, I wasn't as big of a gamer and trying to like, you know, not not show his wife, you know, that he was that big of a gamer and trying to kind of hide it. But you know what? He was a hardcore gamer, right? Mm-hmm. Own it. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I never I never yeah. understood that. Like, I think, you know, I, I revere gaming so much. I don't think I don't understand why people are embarrassed by it or try to use it as like, no, I don't do that well, sort of thing. Now it's only now that it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, That's a good point. Yeah. 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 And especially like what this podcast is all about grown women gamers like you know and what we kind of talked about pre-show a little bit like gaming for women was always especially seen as like right. such a pariah and now it's mm-hmm. like you know there's groups like this and there's groups you know um groups everywhere that kind of embrace right. it and it's it's seen as like a really acceptable thing and that's really cool all right so uh but now that we have a little bit of your background uh with gaming what is like your favorite part about gaming is it like the conventions is it you know um let's say just playing together crossplay stuff like that uh or you know tell us what, what is your bringing favorite you back, part basically yeah what is bringing you back to gaming yeah yeah back in the day i would say it was like playing something different like grabbing something and playing something different just checking it out you know in so like like Innovation. Sorry. So like yeah, the innovation. innovation. Yeah, innovation. Yeah, yeah. The innovation and the and, and just the changing landscape of it. But kind of, I don't know. Like recently, with with a lot like Assassin's Creed. I know we'll talk about Assassin's Creed. We'll talk about Watch Dogs in a little bit. But like those games, you know, the innovations, you know, there. But it's definitely not like a linear scale. You know, so it's it, a lot of it's like the same old, same old. But if you enjoy that kind of game, you're gonna love it, right? Well, back in the day, I feel like what kept me coming back is that, you know, something new would come out and it'd be completely different. And then another new thing would come out and that'd be completely different. I just want to have to try them all. You know, my blockbuster bills were just like ridiculous back then. Um, (laughs) But but like nowadays, it's all about the social aspect. It's all about the cons, meeting guys like you in person, like talking it out. Um, You know, when I have time to do podcasts, do podcasts. When I have time to play socially, play socially. Like, I never sit down anymore, I feel, to play a game by myself for, like, hours on end like I used to. You know, if there's a a single-player game that, you know, requires 50 hours of my time in order to beat it, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I just don't even finish it. Because it's not, like, it's just just a thing that I I don't play for that reason anymore. But I I feel like for people like us who, like, are adults... And, you know, have other things in our life that take priority because, you know, we're not necessarily working on video games. So for us, you know, we get whatever enjoyment we can get out of a single player game, whether it's, you know, 50 hour, 20 hour, whatever story. And that's Mm -hmm. content for us. Right. Like, I don't know. I I don't take too much stock in. Oh, you you don't finish games. That's fine. I pay for the games. I get the enjoyment out of them and I'm cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, you know, some people there is, there's a little bit of a stigma there. If you don't finish a game, like if you didn't experience the game fully, how can you talk about it on a podcast Mm -hmm. or whatnot, you know, but, um, like, that's just not why I game anymore. 
it's it's just you know with how social gaming has gotten and how prevalent multiplayer is now and you know how you can bring a game anywhere and and people will can watch you on twitch or watch you on the couch or watch you on facebook or whatever Mm -hmm. it's it's so different now that i feel like the social aspect has taken over especially for me that's that's kind of how i feel on it yeah i just interject like i know for me i I look at gaming as the great equalizer right because it's 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 not about what you look like you know it's about how good you are at the game especially when it comes to multiplayer and whatnot and so Mm -hmm. it's like everybody's on an even playing field it's it's that's Mm -hmm. what i love about it you know it's mm-hmm. no preset notions. You have to just put it. You got to you know show improve on the sticks, and that's pretty much it. You know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I hear you on that. Yep. All right. So I know that you like I met Inferno at uh, E3, and I know that he goes to many conventions and whatnot. So I wanted to know like what is your favorite gaming con- convention that you've been to? So socially and for the allure of it i would say Mm -hmm. that e3 is the best because you're you're leading up to that that's like the pinnacle that's you know when we were growing up and what we've known in gaming i've been hearing past that was like the event to go to you know so like and you and you know everybody universally wants to come to e3 from all parts of the world no (laughs) exception like that if you're gonna make a trip that's what people want to go to right right um you know say what you want now about e3 dying and blah 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 but like it still has that prestige to it that you know if you could get there you want to get there right Mm -hmm. um but when it comes to like playing games and and getting the swag and and just seeing what what's going to be out there and what's coming and and getting my hands on it quickly and and inform my opinions and talking to the people that actually made it it's without a doubt packs like Mm -hmm. i I go to packs you know hands down pack pieces Pack East, East, East. Okay. yeah, is the one I, I've gone to before. I haven't gone to um, Prime or West or we don't call it. Yeah, I've been to West. Um, yeah, I I want to, and you know, my plans were to do that, but you mm-hmm. know, with the whole thing going on now, it's like Jesus. Um, and, but you, you were know, able wife, to go to Pax right before they started shutting everything down. Yeah, so yeah. Fun. So they yeah they had Pax um, in February, which was super early. Mm-hmm. And if they had had it, you know, when they were supposed to, which is usually like end of March, early April, it's, you know, obviously wouldn't have even happened. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Um, and everyone was like super respectful about, you know, sanitizing all this stuff. You didn't get any like weird looks or anything. It was actually required on the, on the, I, on the first day. It wasn't like 100% required on the second day. It was 100% required. Like everybody had it. Um, and you know, didn't get sick. Thank God. Um, right. But, um, saw some really cool stuff there and that's the thing about packs like you see so much from indie to big game that and you're able to actually like realistically get your hands on it whereas you know at e3 i know you guys all know like yeah Mm -hmm. i mean you can hit a line and be there for like four or five six hours it's crazy that that wasn't even gonna be me man i wasn't gonna stand no line (laughs) for no six hours at no e3 i got stuff to do I mean, right? I feel like by the end of it, you know, like the first E3, it was like, yeah, let's run around and try to get into like all these lines. But like the last E3 that we went to, it was just like when we when we walked the uh, convention floor, it was mainly to like go talk to people. It wasn't really to like play right. games, you know, especially because mm-hmm. uh, if you were in FanFest, you know, we got to, you know, have hands on, you know, with the Microsoft. Right. So like right. they had their own little spot where you can go get hands on many of the games that are in, you know. The convention floor besides you know obviously playstation games but you know yeah, yeah like, so I, like really no reason to 
Yeah, I got met Inferno as well. I think I met him in a, it was an E3 line prior to meeting up with, uh, what was it? When the podcast you were on back in the day, I can't remember. But, um, um, we met <laughs> with like the TX Rai guys, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I just I do remember those, those lines and how insane they were. But it was interesting because that was before they expanded it and opened it up to the public. So it was mm-hmm. a little bit easier to kind of meet people and talk and, you know, it was just not as many people crowding the floors and whatnot. Uh, it was definitely a very different experience. So, yeah, I feel. Has anybody been to PAX other than me and Delilah here? I never no, been I to PAX. Yeah, I haven't gotten to PAX yet. Yeah, I'll say that you know when you go to PAX, other than meeting and talking to like developers at any booths, you're not there to meet people mm-hmm. unless you know other people that are going there. Like you're not. You know the situation that so how different. we all met it, it, it just would not have happened there yeah. absolutely yeah, no. not have happened because and you go in and, oh yeah. god i was gonna say because pax is structured just differently it's more panels discussions and you're just trying to go and listen in and ask questions of developers and kind of keep it pushing um yeah yeah you're, you you're just you're just yeah you're absorbing mm-hmm. a lot of info in a short amount of time you like make schedules and stuff you know like the schedule comes out you're well at least this is how i do it i know a lot of people do it some people just go and they walk around and they're like hmm, let's see what's around here but i if you want to see things like you're probably going to want to hit that schedule and the app that they release is really cool for that mm-hmm. you can it has the, the calendar and everything and, and kind of takes over your your onboard calendar app on your phone or whatever and just reminds you when you have to go to things and um it's 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 quite an event to to game but not to be social so it, they both have their values but i think if i were to choose one just gaming how i game now i'd probably say e3 just for the social aspect and see everyone but um that said i couldn't see myself not going to pax every year so it's tough it's tough to choose yeah i say i can't make a, a comparison between pax east and west but i just know west is where it started so it's usually yeah. the big, very big and busy and things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend PAX for sure. Um, but, I, you know, if I had to really choose the one I like the most, and it's mostly because of the ladies that's on this panel. It's the reason why I like E3 more than PAX is because of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I enjoy meeting up with them and, and you know, you know, having drinks and it's just a, it's a good time. And so that's mm-hmm. that's what really is. Mm-hmm. I ha- I haven't been to PAX, but I've been to TwitchCon and TwitchCon is I. Right, but you know the the people that you connect with online, you can be able to meet them. You can and you can really learn people when you finally meet them off of the social media aspect. So I like E3 too. Um, it ain't gonna be the same no more. So I'm glad that. I was able to experience that purely. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Yeah, I agree. See, that remains to be seen on whether it's going to be the same or not. I think this is because of this situation. Like, it's going to make give a lot of companies and people a wake-up call that this drip feed of information from the industry has been horrible, in my opinion. This is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I could easily see companies being like, yeah, okay, E3 is needed. And that's what that's where the fans are. That's where we can get a lot of meetings in at one time. Um, to me, just not having it this year validates its existence. Uh, so. Yeah, because I think yeah, too having point. E3 kind of gives everyone like a real hard deadline to have show stopping, you know, news. You know what I mean? Like right. with the drip feed, it was just like 
well, we don't have to, so we don't have to have it ready, you know? Yeah, and it gives people, it gives these companies an out if they don't have it ready by that time. It's like, right, oh, right. we'll give you, we'll give you this little information that we do have and pretend that was the information. Right. You know, that kind of thing wouldn't fly at E3 for sure. I agree with you on that. All right. So now that we've had that, uh, I wanted to know, this is our last interview question, by the way, okay. is what are your top five franchises? So when I saw you put this question in the DM, I was like, <laughs> how am I going to narrow this down to five? Right. Because, <laughs> you know, if I went back to when I was younger, like I could make this list long, but I try to cut it off towards more recent stuff. Um, you know, maybe like I was kind of thinking maybe I just narrow it down to like the 2000s. Um, and so number one in my mind, always 100% without stop is Halo. Like that was just, right. That that was just like such a transitional thing for me to have that game uh, at launch. And I just, I can just remember the feel of the controller. Like, you know, now that, now that the updates out for the mass chief collection or is coming out for the, for the 120 frames per second mode, um, I've already beaten them all in legendary multiple times, but I'm going back and doing it again with that Hyperkin Duke controller just for the feel of that controller to just do it again and feel that I'm so excited for that. Um, That was just, and I played a lot of shooters up until then. Like I said, like I had an older brother, like I was into counter-strike when I was like seven, eight years old. Like I was in a team fortress, you know what I mean? Like I was on, I was on a keyboard and mouse at a young age. And so when I play shooters, that is, kind of like my preferred way to play even you know even though you know not to brag but i am still good at a a controller but like with halo that was the first real shooter that i played with that controller that i said this is the experience that you need to play it with you know what i mean so that that was just like a really you know transitional time for me so wonder you did Um, i know lady asked you to play call of duty i'm like you talking about (laughs) these multiplayer shooters like what's up what's up on the call of duty then I right. like I'm trash, but then he's like, right? No, I come on now, come on now. We played before. We played. We played one. You're not trash. I mean, we like, played one. No, I think are, maybe like some trash. of the issue is because you play with like uh, what's his face uh, assassin who is like a god. So god level, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, he really is. Yeah, you know. So anybody who plays against him, you're like, all right, I'm trash. Mm-hmm. No, like when we Warzone, man, I don't know if it's just my attention span or something, but like I love it, but I also hate it. Like if I were to choose between Warzone and, and Plunder, I would rather play Plunder. Oh, even hell. though I know, yeah, I know, I knew <laughs> yeah, you were gonna say you that, but yeah, it's you're true. Uh, but it's true though. Like I just want the freedom to be able to drop back in, and I want there to be an objective other than being like the Hunger Games. I don't know. It's just. No, it's I love crazy, that. But... That's the intensity of that. The Hunger Games is exactly the way you feel. <laughs> like, <laughs> you get to ask. So, Delilah doesn't like playing these games, right? Yeah, no. Nah. But I've played, I've gotten her to play uh, Apex, and I've even gotten Sharice to play Apex with me. But mm-hmm. uh, Delilah will tell you, like, she does not like that circle behind oh, her. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, it it's moving. Out. It's moving. So yeah. yeah, I think I think I liked the circle aspect of Apex and Fortnite more than I do Warzone for some reason. Really, it's okay. it's yeah. I don't I don't know what it is, but it's just it's just something that I'm just not like 
maybe it's like the time to kill in, in Modern Warfare being a little shorter than it is in Apex and Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel like I can get away as easy. Right. Um, it, which isn't a huge problem to me in like multiplayer for that because the the maps are so much smaller. But in right. in Warzone, like I feel like I just have to have my eyes darting everywhere. Like I could never play that on a fifty five inch TV or, or bigger. You know, I'd have to play that on the monitor because I I don't know. It's just my eyes will be like darting everywhere just to look you know um yeah i know but just to be right, clear so, just yep. to be clear mm-hmm. i thought yep. that the ring was instant kill so the whole time i'm like if oh, I'm in the, i've never played it okay. you gotta think about that that so, makes yeah. sense right yeah that makes sense oh, let me so, go yeah. die with this yeah we don't die. yeah I, used, I was thinking like why is she so like <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> nice. afraid of the ring like you'll be all right like it'll hit you it'll just sting a little bit right but anyways all right so we have halo all right, so we got Halo. Next up, another shooter, Battlefield. Love Battlefield games. Yeah, I'm um, looking forward to the next one for sure. Oh my god, yeah, love Battlefield games. Always been into them. Have you seen the uh, Battlefield one on the Series X, or was it no uh, five? No, no, I haven't. I haven't played either one yet. Um, I've been trying to get Assassin into it, but he's, uh, you know, oh no, Call of Duty. Let's play COD. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I want to get back into Battlefield Five. That's one of my favorite shooters of all time for sure. Um, then another three. So uh, Borderlands, love Borderlands. Like the MMO part. I mean, not MMO. I'm sorry. RPG aspects of that. Yeah. Um, just revolutionary. The variety of guns, the variety mm-hmm. of enemies, the humor. You can just go on and on. I love that game. Um, Power Stone. I don't know if you guys ever played Power Stone before. Yes. yes. Classic. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Power Stone is legit. That's definitely my favorite fighter of all time. Um. I've played the Mortal Kombat's. I love Mortal Kombat. I love what they've done recently. You know. I know ladies big into Mortal Kombat. Love those streams. Um. But like, if I'm gonna pick a shooter from any era to play, I mean a fighter from any era to play, it's Power Stone, 100. Um. All right, last one. And then last one, Forza. Really? Um, All right. Uh, okay. Yeah, I respect yeah. that. I respect that. I respect mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Which one you yeah, like better, well, motorsport or Horizon? Horizon for sure. sure. Horizon yeah. for sure. I can get I can get into motorsport, but some of these more recent ones have gotten a little too in depth for me. I mean, I love cars, but not to the point of you know tuning the exact yeah, PSI right. of the tires. You know, yeah, I don't um, need all that. I, I, it's a good, it's it's a serious like motorsports is serious. If you a yeah. serious racer, but if you want to race and have fun, Horizon all the way. Sure. Yep, yep. And I don't know if you guys remember, but two time champion. Oh, we know. E3. Come on now. <laughs> all right. So, two time champion of what? Two time champion at E3. Uh, Forza. You guys don't remember? Oh, Boogie was definitely there. I don't know if Lady was there. No. I feel like Delilah was there too. Yeah. Remember they had the the Forza uh tournaments at the E3 um experience thing on the mm-hmm. Monday night? Yep. I did and not. who won that two times in a row? Your boy. Okay. Y'all don't remember this? <laughs> Picks or it ain't real. Video or it ain't real, okay? Oh my. <laughs> I know you got video. I don't have my webcam attached, but I have my trophy <laughs> you know on my desk it. right you know now. Some right somewhere. here. Yeah, right. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Show put it to it in me. Chat for it. Should be all right. I'll put it in I'll put it in chat right now. I'll put it in chat right now. Okay, because you like who the two time champion? I need a picture. <laughs> I'm like, I need a I, picture. I thought y'all knew this already though. I thought y'all knew. Yeah, I, I remember, but yeah. What, what was I gonna say? 
I don't. I don't really think quickly. I, would... I just wanted to shout out uh, Five Star Hustler. He was the very first person in here today. We got Ozine, Mitch Dizla, Arcade, Abacab seventy two, um, and I'm gonna butcher this. Tao. I'm just gonna call you Tao. Tazuchi. Tazuchi. Yeah. Uh, Game Genie Prime, uh, Golden, whose name is Peace for whatever reason. Fastback, Iron Mike. Thank y'all for being here early. And being and listening to us on a Saturday. Um Thank you. Yeah, so we can continue. Yeah, thanks. RK forty two forty seven. Sorry, he came in last. So yeah, you know Santa. Fahrenheit one one five. He, he, the ghost. He a ghost now. What's up, Fahrenheit? I see you. I see you. <laughs> that's lawless. I know. I, that's, that's... <laughs> Damn. How he even know? Like I swear he's around now because Inferno's here. Oh, wow. oh. Yep. Ouch. Yep. shots fired. Put in the jab. Damn, that's um, my boy though. <laughs> all right, so yeah, who like kills it at Battlefield? I don't know how he sees the people he's able to see, but this man would have like hundred kills in a match on Battlefield. Wow, yeah. respect. Well, I mean, we used to play. And I think Inferno, you played with us too, a bunch too. Yeah, but when times, uh, yeah. Battlefield yeah. Five came out, like we were on it strong. Like, yep, yep, we play yep. that all the time. Uh, but yeah, all right. So on to our regular topics. Uh, the first one that I wanted to talk about is it looks like um, Fortnite is also getting on the subscribe bandwagon, and it will be having a subscription service starting in the UK, which will include. Uh, some special skins. Uh, oh, it'll be ten dollars a month. You'll always have the battle pass. Eleven ninety nine American. Sorry, it's not in America yet. It's only yeah, but that's right the price. That's the so that's, that's the price be. conversion. Yeah, yeah. it's eleven ninety nine okay. US. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like they would still make it nine ninety nine. Hopefully, anyways. But uh, so yeah, so you get the skins, uh, special skins for people who have this subscription service. Um, you always have the battle pass and you get uh, a thousand V bucks a month. And I was just wondering, you know, how do you guys feel about this and how do you, do you think it's going to be successful enough to, you know, be spread out to the rest of the mm. rest of the world that's playing Fortnite? Well, I, I, I'm just going to plug in real quick. Cause I just want to kind yeah, of, work. so for me, I, I feel like this is probably being put in place to kind of curb the imminent decisions f- across regulation towards loot boxes. Um, Because we know that a bunch of uh, countries overseas have been uh, trying to crack down on that. And I think this is possibly a move towards, you know, mediating a little bit of that. Uh, But I don't know. So you think there's just, I mean, because you think that instead of them or them having to phase out loot boxes, this Mm -hmm. is to capture that revenue back? That's right. Yeah. That's what I think. That's just, you know, just guessing. All right. What about you, Colonel? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's gonna be super successful as much as I would not get it. I think it's gonna be super <laughs> successful because, um, they pulled their you know high end yeah. gamers, you know, their 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 biggest fans to see if they would do this. And they even thought about doing this in the past. I remember they were gonna introduce like an annual pass kind of thing that you paid annually, which mm-hmm. you know, rightfully so, they didn't do that because I think you know, a month to month payment is especially something that's small like that or smallish like this is more attractive than like, you know, an annual Mm -hmm. pass. It's like 60 bucks. Um, 
you know, people would be a rabble, rabble, free to play, yada, yada, you know, even mm -hmm. though people on free to plays drop money like crazy. Um, but, you know, it's an exclusive thing. It comes with an exclusive skin that has its value. Um, is it worth $10 a month? Uh, you know, to me, no, but to the hardcore Fortnite people that already spend a lot of V bucks, it's probably right. worth it. And probably a good thing. And you know, it's a it's a way to kind of spice up revenue. I don't know if V buck transactions have gone down. Probably not, um, given the pandemic and everything. But um, it's a it's a new way. And Fortnite has done a great job with this compared to other battle royales like look at what happened with PUBG. kind of stagnated a lot of people still play mm -hmm. it um shout out to midnighter always streaming it um but he but you know even he can admit it's getting a little stagnated and has gotten stagnated over the past year or so um but fortnite right. you know they've always thrown in these partnerships you know marvel now apparently star wars is coming um you know they've always kind of innovated look at how the game released and look at it now so mm -hmm. i mean you know it's a it's a way to kind of spice it up a little bit and you know is it a little too expensive for me absolutely but you know for the hardcore probably not okay um for me yeah, I, for me i think this is good if you like on a budget and you want to give your kid like some incentives to get some extra paper for the fortnite addiction or fortnite <clears throat> love you know what i'm saying and I think yep. it, I think also this will curve out, you know, because there have been a couple of occasions that there's some kids that's really overspent on their parents' card off of some Fortnite merchandise. So uh, this could be a, another way for their parents, for the parents to like say, oh, you want some of this Fortnite stuff? Here, I'm going to get you the subscription, $10 a month. Mm -hmm. um, but the problem is, what are they actually offering for those $10 a month? Is it gonna be all the new? Is it gonna be some of the new skins or all the new skins? Um, no, it's gonna be just certain skins for people who have this, you know, exclusive, pass, yeah. basically. Uh -huh. So, so it's exclusive just for the people who have that. Okay, mm. well that's appealing. I mean, right, right, because mm -hmm. you know what I was gonna say is along the same lines as lady. You know, this is mainly geared for families and kids because it's gonna make it to where that kids are going to be seeing their friends and whatnot with these special skins only for if you have this pass mm -hmm. and they're going to want them uh, but at the same time as a parent i look at this and i'm thinking cool this is awesome now i don't have to worry about you know buying the battle pass buying these certain things like i'm literally just going to spend ten dollars a month and that's it like don't ask me for nothing extra on right. Fortnite. It's that game pass <laughs> effect basically right that game pass effect mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean like what's right now i'm like with my kid i'm like look we have game pass if there's anything on there you want to play we can get it other than that you know don't talk to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you set boundaries. what about you sharice i went boogie i i'm i for families i don't think my daughter still plays fortnite um anymore but if she did i would get it for her because it would cut down on unnecessary spending like didn't i just buy you some v books didn't i just give you a car for this like a week ago um mm -hmm. it'll cut down on some of that um and then she could grind the rest of it out um since it give you like you said a thousand v books with it each each subscription right each so, month each month so you better learn how to um save up your and get right. the skins you want or you just sol so like i'm gonna lock I, that into financial responsibility as a parent and give myself there you, go. Win, you know 
There you go. You <laughs> that skin is 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 uh twelve hundred bucks. I don't have no idea how much skins are on Fortnite. Hey, that means you need to wait till next month to buy it. You just right. you gotta learn. That's that's well, yeah. Thing. And kind of like what Sharice is saying, right? They you have to ration or whatever, but also like that thousand V bucks is on top of everything you normally earn in the battle pass, which is a decent right. amount. Um, right. So instead of using a lot of people will like what they say, use the battle pass to buy the next battle pass, right? They'll yep. save up all mm -hmm. their V bucks to buy the next one. Well, with this, you don't have to, you can use those battle pass V bucks along with your stipend that you get every month. And you can yep. get some of those higher end skins without, you know, begging your mom or your dad for their, for their credit card. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. I'm with right, you guys. 30, I think, I think you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you guys. <laughs> See? Yeah. Try to say we're Yeah, money. exactly. Yeah, I bet I still beg my dad. I have my dad up for his American Express all the time. Yeah, I think you're going to get a select few people still complain the fact that it's going from free to play to you're going to have maybe a, a few. Well, but I think yeah, I don't think that they're going to enforce that, do you? You think they're going to make this model mandatory? Like, I think, I think it's just going to be an option, option out there, right? I think it's an option, and yeah, everybody wins, right? It's, you know, because you can kind of choose which way you want to go, but. Yeah, I, I, I was under the initial impression that they're going to take away the free-to-play aspect of it, but since you're saying that it's, it's going to be an option, then that's fantastic. All right, well, let's move along to the next topic then. It looks like Watch Dogs is having a ton of issues, so yeah. much so that they have decided to put off the multiplayer so that they can fix all the bugs that's happening now. And I don't know if you guys have heard, but it sounds like they're having issues on both consoles, PS5 and Xbox Series X. So I just kind of wanted to talk to you guys about, like, what do you think is going on here? Because, I mean, Valhalla has had his issues, and we know Ubisoft, like, is notorious for having issues. But typically, uh, you know, the shutting down of consoles, like, all that, like, I mean, it's really having issues. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to get your opinion on, um, what do you think is going on? Do you think it's just that they assign the wrong team to do this or, um, maybe they need to pull in some, some higher ranked help. What do you think is going on? And I'll start with Inferno since he's the guest. Okay. I think that, um, well, the game was already delayed once, uh, fairly significantly. And I think that was, Probably, you know, what we've become accustomed to as like a planned delay, right? I think, I don't think it was ever intended to come out in March, um, just because the new consoles were coming on the horizon and I, and, you know, Ubisoft wanted to, you know, show this off as, you know, with the ray tracing and everything, they've done a good job mm -hmm. kind of capturing the public attention using right. that kind of like the, the, the go all and be all, but before all that, what was one of the big sticking points of I in this game? It was the co-op missions. It was the co-op, you know, right. kind of like almost like a GTA kind of feeling uh, mm -hmm. a little bit with the online multiplayer and kind of that's gotten a little pushed back, I think, to the side because of all the ray tracing and because of the 4K and because of the, the new generation of consoles. And, you know, people are kind of giving it a pass because the game got dropped in price so much right away for Black Friday. Now, I know not everyone bought it on Black Friday. A lot of people like you, Boogie, bought it ahead of time and was streaming it. And, mm. you know, we're really looking forward to it. But, like, a lot of people I'm seeing out there saying, well, what do you want? Like, they dropped it already to $30 and it's a oh, brand wow. new. Oh, wow. That is significant and, drop, though. 
You know, it, it is. Yeah. yeah. And I grabbed it for 30 bucks from Best Buy. When as soon as I saw that that was going to be a deal, I said, yeah. you know, I can wait a couple weeks um, to buy it. But that's what people are doing. They're excusing the multiplayer thing. But if this had come out in March, that wouldn't be an excuse. You know, they couldn't have that excuse necessarily. And um, kind of to answer more of your question, Boogie, I think the problem is, you know, a little bit of COVID. I know you guys and, you know, a few episodes back now at this point talked about whether or not COVID can be used as a development excuse or a development, you know, um, hindrance. And you guys had some really awesome points, but I think it still affects people in different ways. And I think that um, they were already planning on releasing this with kind of like a hurried up schedule at the end. Mm -hmm. But um, with coronavirus, like they couldn't necessarily use that hurry up schedule anymore like everybody's hurry up schedules that they usually use at the end crunch whatever you want to call it kind of screwed up um and i think that kind of caught up to them um but i think it's a big miss and i think you know for me i was excited about playing that mode that was probably one of my most anticipated things about the game and the spider sections um but you know i think it's rightfully getting a lot of flack now and we'll see how they respond. Okay. I'm not really big All on, right, well, on yep, Watch Dogs. I just want to ask. Um, so did the other releases or other versions of the game, like one and two, did they have multiplayer components? No. Part yeah, two, but, okay. not, not, yeah, not part two did. Okay. Part two did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Part yeah, two would... had more, part one had multiplayer, but it was like half baked, like racing or like, some yeah. it was a mode that like ran you had to like go there and then game. like invite people yeah. and stuff and then yeah yeah. yeah 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 it's like an afterthought basically right okay what are you gonna say and Sharice? this was supposed to be more like real co-op yeah, go ahead, yeah. i was trying to i don't think even in watchdogs 2 the co-op in that was kind of janky um yeah, yep definitely it was it was not well thought out like you you brought people into your world to do missions together but it was not you can do story missions together to a certain extent you could do like, like random objectives or heist missions or um hacks but you couldn't really do story missions i didn't really know how it was going to play out in legion and because it was so janky in the second one i really wasn't concerned about the multiplayer in this one um i'm more concerned about the other aspects that is going on with watchdogs um but, but I don't know. I guess people were really excited about multiplayer, so I guess I'm sorry for them. <laughs> All right. uh, man, yeah, I'm, glad, I'm I'm glad it's on sale. I'm glad I should have cop I should have copped <laughs> it on sale. I wish. Uh, you know, the sale is probably <laughs> going through Monday. The thirty dollars. Man, <laughs> I should have bought Monday. it. I I, I should have bought it when I bought all my other stuff. Now I don't. Uh, In stock right now at Best Buy, twenty nine ninety nine. Right, mm. she just complained. Complain is what it sounds like. <laughs> well, leave me alone. I'm just saying. I'm I just know. saying. I'm just saying. Cause I'm gonna wait. You gonna say what you pass. say, but then you're like, all right. Well, then I'm still not getting it. So I, I'm gonna get it in the future. Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna get it in the she future. Wait till it's on get... Game Pass or something. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, wow. When it's on Game Pass, and then she gonna be like, y'all want to come play with me? Twelve months later. Nah, I'm gonna be like, I'm about to beat this game because twelve months later. <laughs> Right. I don't know. I just, I just feel like they, they should have put like, I don't know. They should have put enough effort on Watch Dogs Legion as they did with Valhalla, as far yes. as. Well, we know it's different teams, like right? right. So like within Ubisoft, there's like several different teams that are working on games and stuff like that. But it's 
that's why I was asking, you know, you feel like do you think they should have brought some resources over from some other folks or they should have delayed the game. They should have had to delay the game a little bit. They already did that once. Oh well, they, they people people been delaying games all year. What's another? <laughs> what's another month? What's another? Yeah, but they uh, wanted to capture that new. They wanted to capture that new new lady. Come on, now they know that yeah. that was a good release. Console a release. Uh, yeah, for the console release, that was like one of the big right. third party things. Like AC, Assassin's Creed, and Watch Dogs are like top top sellers. Even even you know notwithstanding the price drop, like those are you know, big third party games. Like where are the other big third parties? Like even the sports games, like NBA 2K with the next gen update like that, that was out, but Madden, FIFA, NHL, those, those next gen upgrades aren't out, you know? So like, that's, that's what's sold. That's the so, thing. So they really never released them games with those, with save glitches and stuff like that. And from hey. you, man, it's hard. In the past. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know what? You absolutely right. I ain't going to be, I ain't even going to hold you for that. I'm 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 with you though. By the way, I'm with you. I don't I don't think it should have released in the state. I think it's you know pretty shitty that you can't but see, put out a game that. Okay, so I started playing Watch Dogs on the original on excuse me on the X, and then when I got my Series X, I switched it over. I didn't have any problems whatsoever playing it on. Well, excuse me, I take it back. I have any major problems? Yes, it did shut down my Xbox twice. On the Series X, I didn't have any issues until people started seeing that they was losing progress. So that's when I stopped playing it because I didn't want hours far enough in the game that I didn't want to uh, have to restart stuff over like I had just do with Valhalla. So I haven't played it, even though they just had to update it. I was going to wait to that um, update that was coming in December to fix the save issue. But is it because is the reason they're having so many difficulties with this game is because technically this is not the next gen version of this game that we are playing on xbox mm-hmm. this is still the x version of this game not the series x version it's just being scaled up to compensate before that i guess that's the word i'm trying to see right. so maybe that's why it's causing these issues right here that it's having graphically mm-hmm. um maybe when we actually do get the graphical update that's supposed to be coming which I, i'm assuming is probably pushed back now mm-hmm. we might actually fix some of these issues that we're having that makes point. sense. The streets coming in with the logic, right? I know it, it happens every once in a while, but I want to clarify: <laughs> I, am med- I am medicated right now, so you know it won't last long. Right. <laughs> I mean, even with Valhalla, like what we're playing is just a scaled-up version. It's not the version for the Series X. They yeah, just and it's tough too, to. Right? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. They released, they released a patch. They released for both games. Oh, they even for Watch Dogs, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, it came through last night. That's one of the reasons why I haven't, because I was going to play it, because I knew we was going to talk about it on the show today, and mm-hmm. I was going to play it last night, but oh my God, it took forever to download. I haven't, I, to be honest, I haven't started it up again since I started seeing a bunch of people like losing progress and like having it shut mm-hmm. down their Xbox, because I'm like, look, you know, stock is low. I'm not trying to be looking <laughs> for another Xbox right She's now. trying to break her system. <laughs> right. So I'm just like, I'm, I'll play that later after they fix the bugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How big is the update, Sharice? Do you know how big? Oh, my God. I can't remember. I know it was a couple of gigs. Um, and I was I decided to play Valhalla instead. Um, I just know it took them. I didn't feel like waiting. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah. Um, but it came right. through. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Cool. So, moving on, you know, kind of like a segue because you know 
some of the issues that uh, Ubisoft had seen were attributing to, you know, this COVID and work from home and stuff like that. But we were also seeing a lot of places like Square Enix and other companies telling their people, hey, just work from home forever. Um, I know that Netflix has done that. Um, and like I said, uh, Square Enix and whatnot. And I'm sure that we're going to see other companies. And so I wanted to get you guys' feel or take on um, how you think new permanent work from home is going to affect the gaming industry. Because if we're saying, you know, COVID is creating these delays, if we're going to go ahead and let everyone work from home, how is that going to work? Hmm. And I guess I'll go with Infernal first. Oh, okay. I was like waiting to see yeah, what you want to do. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I think that initially it's gonna be pretty it's gonna be bad. Um Yeah. <laughs> let me well, okay, so think about, you know, in our lives, um, you know, a lot of people, no matter what kind of job they have, you know, has trans probably has transitioned to work from home. I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people. And some people have dealt with that adjustment pretty well. I know you guys kind of touched about this a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Um, and some people, you know, some people just can't do it. Like they can't concentrate, what have you. Right. Um, but I think people are going to have to learn really quick. And I think, you know, if there's an industry that where people can kind of learn, I think it is, you know, uh, an industry that relies heavily on coding that relies mm -hmm. heavily on, uh, you know, being in front of your computer and, and getting, you know, tasks done in an orderly fashion. I can't remember exactly what it is that they like the it's like scrum or something like that. I don't yeah, work in the industry. Agile. I don't know. But agile. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like people are kind of used to this, whether they work that kind of that kind of environment, whether they work in person or not. And there's a lot of already hybrid workplaces in, in the field as it is. So right. I think the transition will be good overall and, and, and will work. And I know, um, you know, access to certain kits and hardware is going to be a little bit of an issue at the beginning, but they'll feel it out. And I think that overall it's going to, it's going to be the same, if not better. I think the morale of people is going to be better. Um, and I think, you know, a happy person's a better worker in any situation that I've ever been a part of. So um, I think overall it'll probably, it'll probably work out, but first, first few months, first three, four months, probably going to be a little bit of trouble, even, you know, for people that have tried doing it during the pandemic, you know, so we'll see. All right. Um, what about you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, me? Um, I'm going to be honest, yo. I can't, I know how I live my life, yo. I, I can't work from home. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'd be so distracted doing other stuff at my house than actually doing work. I prefer, you know, going to the location and working whatever job I got. I It gets me in that sense of mood. Like, okay, lady, you can't BS. You can't be BS and you can't be like distracted and doing some other stuff. Cause you got to focus on what you're really doing. I don't want to get nobody sick. I don't want nobody making, I don't want nobody making messed up drinks. I don't want to mess up inventory or anything like that. So, but if you have an option to work at home from these companies got to equip you to be the best you can be at home. Yep. That's what it's true. Yeah. Cause I've, I've seen all kind of like craziness, like my sister, you know, who's working from home, like they didn't provide her with a computer or anything. They're expecting her to use her own computer and, oh, wow. you know, figure it out. But then like for me, 
like I have a stipend to get things to, you know, make my work at home easier. But even still, you know, like you guys are saying, there's some people who are just not geared for working at home. Like they need the work office environment to essentially make sure they work. You know, you got to have you got to have more discipline working at home than you do working at a, a job so site. True. Yeah, absolutely because ain't nobody ain't no manager right. there ain't no co-workers you can talk to and kick it with you know and you have to determine all those things you have to treat it mm-hmm. like it's a job and some people do it and some people don't and with the video game industry um i know they're disciplined enough to get their job done my thing is are they are they need to do they have adequate equipment to do the job that they need to do I mean, I think they will. I think the biggest thing is going to be the first part, because I think that just because someone works in the gaming industry doesn't mean that they're necessarily a self-starter, right? right? Self-starter is something that uh, not everyone has. And if you're not a self-starter, then you're going to have issues, I think, working from home. Um, But on on the flip side, maybe some of those people will be let go and it'll open up more opportunities for people in the game industry. True. Like I know from for me, I look at it a little bit different um, because you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, in Microsoft we transitioned to working from home for, for like right when it hit, and we've we've all been working from home. And um, you're right, naturally, some people you could tell some people just struggle with it. I struggled with it earlier on, but luckily we we got a lot of support from the company. And but there are already some companies that exist out now that are been remote prior to even COVID. Like for instance, Moon Studios, the, the team that did mm-hmm. Ori in the Blind Forest, that the whole franchise, um, they're they're a remote team. Like they, one hundred percent, the entire studio already does this. So it's not out the realm of possibility. I just think it's going to take an adjustment, um, and accountability is going to be huge, right? Um, with yep. stuff like this, because um, any industry that has de- deadline focus, I think it's going to be more successful than those that have, like you said, have to self start. For us, like we're like my team specifically, we're we live and die by deadlines. Right. We have, we, you know, we have like, um, things we have to have checked in, you know, have to get, you know, it's kind of like a checks and balances in place. We get requests and those requests gotta be submitted. So it's, it's, um, I think, I think that some industries would do better than, than others for sure. Um, but I, I mean, as far as gaming that, you know, it depends on, I think it's going to be like hard for the studio culture to stay intact because usually that's by the people, you know, by personalities and being able to kind of engage and collaborate and things like that. And that can really, your, your, your culture can take a hit when you're working remotely. Um, because, you know, even now it's hard to socialize with the team at, at times, you know, we have to set certain, um, schedules in order to be like, oh, let's collaborate or let's, you know, let's jump into this one file and work on it kind of deal. Like you have to, yeah, it takes a lot of communication. And if you're not good at that, if you're, you're not good at, you know, like Boogie was saying, if you're, if you're not a self-starter and don't know how to get yourself like in the working mood, it's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be tough. So um, we'll see though. Yeah. I think for me, I kind of have like uh, a skewed view because I am a self-starter and I like, I'm a scrum master. So I kind of like already, do that with my team like i've already set up social things for our team to also have you know social uh right same uh times you know where we're able to like talk to each other and communicate without it being just about work and um you have to do that you know Mm -hmm. because this can be daunting uh 
yeah. you know, being at home or whatnot. And so. imagine people who who are ha- who have had to go through this, and they don't have any any they don't have a spouse, and they're just they're just by themselves, right. and they're you know they're relocating from out of a different state or from a different part right. different country, and it's like it's just them, like they yep. they're stuck with no one, like. It, it, yeah, it can be. I don't know. It's, it's hopefully over. You know, it get easier once you know everything gets kind of put in place, and they're talking about vaccines and whatnot. You know, hopefully that will iron itself out. But I do think the remote culture of working is probably here to stay. Like I remember back when I was in Georgia, I would get so many like emails. I would request to work from home, and they're like, "No, you can't," and stuff like that. So now it's like. <laughs> you it's you can't it's no way to argue that you can't because the, the entire country has been doing it for months so you know it kind of kills that whole argument going forward for a lot of companies yeah it could be mutually beneficial actually you know not just mentally or you know for your psyche but financially too right yeah. i mean yeah you know these a lot of these workplaces especially here in boston like you know these big workplaces downtown are not cheap to rent so if you can eliminate right. some of that maybe those resources get piped into you know better workstations or you know like boogie was kind of saying with the stipend to to make work from home easier maybe it does a lot for them to get more dev stations to um you know for that for people to take home and and use it properly instead of you know mm-hmm. rent out or whatever you know has come about in the industry right now if they don't have enough like how do you allot that to certain people over others maybe they use that money other way another way so um it, it could be really beneficial and um what you guys have said is 100 true um about motivation i think these people better get used to doing the agile scrum stuff and reporting mm-hmm. in and doing their stand-ups and all this crazy stuff because that's going to be the way they're going to be working for you know for the future and if they don't like that then like boogie kind of alluded to maybe new blood comes in mm-hmm. and then another thing too i saw was a benefit <laughs> of it was alleviating traffic because a lot of these places you know like oh, big yeah. cities have these crazy commutes mm-hmm. um and so, so 400 400,000 people coming to LA every day to work. Mm. Damn. Right. Wow. And that's just LA. Imagine mm-hmm. in New York, how many people are coming into New York City right. and Manhattan every day to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is good for the environment, right? Like this can probably help shape, you know, better environment, uh, environmental policies for us, right? Yeah, that's possible too. All right. Well, I, I do like, we, wait, um, mm-hmm. If we do do start working from home, people with disabilities have no problem doing this. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is right. they've been doing this. Like, the whole reason they can't get regular jobs. Oh, we can't accommodate your whatever that you have. But now, since everybody's working from home, you literally have no excuse not to hire somebody with disability. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So maybe we can see more. You know, hey, it's open up. A, it's maybe some people might not like it, but it's going to open up a lot of doors for other people also. So. There's that. Yeah, I agree. Anybody else want to put in some before we move on? Yeah, just really quick. Like, I was also thinking that maybe this work from home thing will be another thing to get indies onto an, a level playing field with AAAs. Right, right, you know? right. Um, mm. That's when, you know, like I was saying earlier with the PAX convention versus E3, you talk to a lot of indie devs and a lot of one man, two man, five man, 10 man teams, you know, 
busting it to get it out there. Um, and a lot of them complain about, or a lot of them say, oh, I'm putting this on Xbox, ID at Xbox because, you know, Chris Chala got me the hookup with dev units or, you know, stuff like that. You know what I mean? And I think that if the whole industry kind of flips to this model as, you know, a viable equal alternate that maybe, you know, the indie scene will have easier access to this kind of thing just by default, you know? Right. Yeah, it also opens up the pool to be able to hire top talent because some people might be like, they, they yep. may choose a certain company because it is remote. Like, I can, right. I can still yep. stay where I am. I have to relocate anywhere just to get the best work at one of the best companies in the world or something like that. It's just not a lot of people are willing to just uproot their lives and, and just to work for some work somewhere, right? So, Mm-hmm. This definitely opens it up. Totally agree. Um, and you know, people who have moved are now, I see, moving back right, right? right. to their hometowns and stuff like that <laughs> because they're like, you know, because in these tech areas, we've seen tons of gentrification and tons of skyrocketing housing prices because now these big players are only in this one space, and if you want to work there, you have to live there. So uh, maybe we'll start to see a little reprieve in justification in areas like San Francisco, uh, Seattle, L.A., stuff like that, Um, which is great. You know, Um, I'm happy, you know, uh, because it also allows for uh, companies to realize that they don't have to have everyone under their thumb to get the same productivity. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It requires them to, to trust their employees again. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, so, because some of them, man, I'm telling you, that whole, when I remember when I was in Georgia, it's like, yeah, you can't work from home. Like, what? What? Yeah. It was like, why? So, in that situation, <laughs> Delilah, were you looking to do it on a like semi permanent to permanent basis, or were you looking to just do it like for a week or something because a, of some situation for a, you had? For like a couple days, for like two days. It's like, no, we, they had wow. some partner coming in and they wanted everybody, they wanted pretty much all hands on deck. And uh, so, yeah. Damn. Like no, you can't. Wow. Like wow. <clears throat> yeah, that was my reaction. Right. But I'm somewhere <laughs> else now, so that tell you how that went. There you go. Yep. <laughs> so. Yep. Yep. So like this, we're coming to the end of the show, and everybody that has been here before knows. But please, if you have any questions, we won't do a lot of them today because we're already running over. But uh, we will do a few questions. But just make sure you type question in big bold and then your question. All right. So this story is total rumor rumor mill and tons of allegedly, allegedly, allegedly around there. Um, But if you guys have heard uh, over the last couple of days, there's been this rumor that now that the last update has gone out for Valhalla for PS5 and there was a big downgrade that Phil Spencer must have called Ubisoft and told them to downgrade the PS5 version because the Xbox Series X version was not performing the way he wanted it to. Now, before you laugh, (laughs) let's go ahead and seriously talk about it. You know, like, would that actually happen? Could that even be a possibility? And then we can tell our jokes. So let's just just call this this, uh, this, uh, section of the podcast fact or fanboy logic. Like, right, right. <laughs> is it fact or fanboy? Um, but go ahead, uh, Inferno. I'm gonna let you go first. Every every time you're first, so okay. All right. Um, 
I've kind of caught on to that. Um, but uh, <laughs> I will play the fanboy devil's advocate, and okay. I will ask because I'm not 100% certain. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Valhalla a like quote unquote pseudo Xbox marketing rights title? They did have or marketing no? rights. Yes. Okay. They do have marketing rights. Yep. So you'd expect that if there was pre existing communication between the two to ensure that the marketing would be subsidized and specified for the xbox system that it would be the top performer no holds barred no excuses on that on the uh development units no excuses on you know microsoft holding back sending ones out because of putting in the latest hardware nothing of that nature that there would be some sort of surety that it would be the top performer would you agree um Objection. not necessarily for marketing rights. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, okay, but I'm just I'm okay, so I'm not I let me just preface this by saying I do not agree with this, but I'm playing devil's advocate yeah, right. for people that aren't necessarily oh, 100% yeah. in the know in the industry that would just expect a result and they didn't get it right. and if the the head of that other entity were to come in and be upset because they paid the money to have this marketed and blah 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 and had the agreement that you know they would want to do something about it so so the reason why i would say no is because for games like call of duty and uh let's say destiny they had marketing rights with playstation 4 but the game didn't look better on the playstation 4 and did it not no no Destiny? No, Destiny didn't play at a higher resolution on PlayStation. No, not before this gen or anything. No, not on PlayStation Four, oh, really? Xbox One. No. Oh, it's always played better on Xbox One X. We're talking about Destiny One or Two. Destiny Two. Okay. Go ahead, keep going. She said One um, X. Be just... to be clear. She said One X. Yeah. One oh, X. One X. One X. One yes. X. I got you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Right. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. So. I don't think that marketing rights equate to performance guarantees. Now, if you're talking about special content and stuff like that, then, you know, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I think just from a bystander who doesn't necessarily know how everything works, yeah. they will see they will see that, you know, Microsoft pushed the pushed the envelope right. when it came to showing Assassin's Creed. It was at like essentially every show that they did they, they yeah. said something about it whether it be gameplay whether it be uh commentary whatever um and then the thing comes out and for whatever reason it doesn't play as well which i think we all kind of know what the reason is and they um you know they're just looking at it from a bystander point of view and they're saying well how would you know how would phil spencer who personally shelled out all this money which he didn't to get <laughs> this you know marketing rights how would he be okay with this happening he had to make some sort of move you know um, right i don't believe I, i'm saying it again i do not believe that but that's just the devil's argument no yeah i agree i mean i think that you know for someone who knows nothing and <laughs> just goes off of hearsay this definitely looks like phil says phil spencer could have called ubisoft but anyone who knows anything about business would know <laughs> that just because he called them or whatever 
does not mean that they're going to now downgrade another version specifically for him. And I say this because we've seen what happened with PUBG, for instance. They got their money from Microsoft, right? And mm -hmm. PUBG on Xbox was the worst version and it's still the worst version. The worst. So why do they now have to do anything for Microsoft? I think this is solely on Ubi Ubisoft and Ubisoft because obviously they're having issues is staying quiet and letting this just, you know, become its own monster. But I think that all this is the blame on Ubisoft. I think that Ubisoft said, we're going to give you X, Y, and Z and delivered X and not Y and Z. And then I think that they're having issues on the other consoles as well. The same, like they're having issues on Xbox Series X. And instead of being forthcoming, they just downgraded the version for performance issues that they're having instead of explaining why. Now, I also wonder why are they not able to explain why they're having the issues on the PS5 that they're having? You know, that's what my mind goes to is why are they not saying this is what's wrong with the PS5? Yeah, our kid said in the chat, um, just to really shout out the chat. Yeah, Hopefully, they can do that. Sorry. Yeah, um, that's fine. You know, he says he says he uh, he's in the Madden community. Every update they do, they mess the game up. They have to go back and fix it. I mean, that could be a possibility that people aren't really thinking about. Is that right? You know, maybe you fix one thing, it screws something up, but they oh, yeah. you know they just push an update just to push for update's sake. You know, so maybe yeah. that's the issue too. Yeah, it could be a situation to where they they patch it, um, fixing the biggest bugs while, you know, allowing some of the smaller bugs to, to kind of fall, you know, linger in the back, you know. Because um, you, you try to handle what's important, you know, really, within those situations. Yeah, right. this to me, this is fanboy logic. Uh, move right along. <laughs> fanboy logic, skip. <laughs> I don't know, I swear. Yo, I'm... Um, Go ahead. Okay, that's it. Never mind. I was, was going to say, we got Teresa's Teresa yeah. for tidbits, too, on this. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. These people are weird. Um, <laughs> like, again, it's not even the Series X version of the game people like. Does nobody actually read the details? Or is that just me? Um, you yeah, know, I don't I read. Uh, I, I, you would think in my real life I realized this, but apparently not. Um... I don't know. It's just, it was funny. The rumor is funny. It, I laughed and then I sent it to the ladies and we laughed again. But then it kept, it got kind of weird with it. Like people were really pulling this. Like this yeah. man does not have time to just call up Ubisoft again. <laughs> How many studios do Ubisoft have? Like does he really have the time and effort to like, hey, tell them to damage his game on his other system? Like this is the holidays. People got time. I got other shit to do. Right. I and just, how does that even align with like how the, Phil has right has, another thing. has behaved like that's not right? him the entire time like y'all just want to hate on this man just to be hating on this system on this console y'all play your games to be happy like right I just I don't understand it and like can I just I'll just say first Valhalla is a beautiful game oh yeah gorgeous. and really is yeah and, and with the last update so, it looks better just so. it does it looks mm -hmm. gorgeous but people if y'all are so concerned about this game, why not y'all look at this damn Miles Morales who is like missing his head and like every clip that I see on Twitter? Like that's the game y'all should be concerned about. Yeah. Like fix y'all do your I, I, I ain't gonna hold you, but Miles made Miles had made me have to backtrack a couple of times on some shit. Yeah, my game. favorite one was when he became a coat hanger. 
Oh, really? No, mine was when he like he just turned into goo. Like he was walking, and all of a sudden he just fell out on the sidewalk, and he turned, turned into, into goo. Water. I saw that. What one. is this? That's why. Like, like this is the game y'all should be concerned about, not Valhalla. Like this is actually a first party studio who was supposedly made this game especially for this system. That's the one you should be concerned about, not this one that is a multiplat who is having issues across the board. Like, fix your own shit before you worry about somebody else's shit. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm medicated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I'm just going to go ahead and get to our fireside chat. We had some tidbits, uh, and I'm just going to say them really quickly. Cuphead expansion was delayed. Uh, Immortal Phoenix Rising has a new trailer out. Check it out. It looks awesome. Make sure you guys get in on your uh, Black Friday deals because there's a lot of them out there. And now to our little fireside chat. So typically, you know, when we meet up at these conventions, we go out for dinner, we have drinks, and we talk about the industry and where it's headed. So I just kind of wanted to get like a quick uh, synopsis of how you think the game industry is headed as far as, you know, we have subscription services now with COVID, uh, you know, like Delilah said, you know, gaming has really become the great equalizer. And I think a lot of people are seeing that um, we have gamers in all shapes, forms, sizes, creeds, all that. People are playing on mobile. People are playing on VR. People are playing on console. People are playing on PC. People are playing on their tablets through stream. Um, where do you see the gaming industry headed in the next, you know, five to 10 years? So Inferno, you are up first. So interestingly i know we didn't have time to talk about it today but there was an interesting uh phil spencer interview um yes. well that's what this came from this oh okay part of this. oh okay um and you know it, it was interesting to see that um he was kind of still fully on board with releasing more powerful hardware than what xCloud kind of offers, right? That mm -hmm. he still thinks that there's space for both, like equal space, if not, you know, a little bit more for hardware still to the point where every people are still going to want, even if xCloud is available on like, you know, your Black Friday $150 4K TV and you can get good fidelity on that, that people will still shell out money for a high-end piece of hardware that's in their room that could potentially you know, offset some of the, you know, gaming tasks, you know, um, and work in conjunction with cloud. Um, and I think that's really interesting because if you'd asked me about this a year ago, I would say cloud gaming is absolutely the future. No question that, you know, in between five and 10 years, no one will have a console in their, in their living room. And now after that interview and after seeing some of the, some of the other stuff that's been going on with, the successes or lack thereof of like stadia um not doing too well um i trash. think that <laughs> it is it is trash <laughs> it is hot trash i mean they were giving that thing away if you were a youtube premium member or whatever they gave that to you um so you know it's and then you know amazon's trying to jump into the mix you know everyone's trying to hop in that cloud bandwagon and here's phil spencer who arguably has the one that has the the most steam behind it you know um mm -hmm. and he's saying you know not so fast on the fully cloud future um which i think is really interesting and i agree um and you know that also the news with comcast 
you know, any uh, enacting data caps, and whatnot. Yep. data caps in more areas of the country. Like that's really going to turn people off to cloud gaming. So it's really interesting that cloud gaming is really gaining a ton of steam. And then, you know, I'm not going to blame it on COVID, but like this year has just been crazy in all sorts of regards and has totally kind of like flipped my outlook on whether or not fully cloud future is going to be absolutely viable anytime soon. And I don't think it is anymore. Yeah, because I think one of the biggest uh, things for cloud is, is not just data caps and whatnot, but you have uh, 5G, right? Like one of the biggest things for cloud gaming to work as well as they want it to work mm-hmm. is the need for uh, strong Wi-Fi across yeah. the country. And even mm-hmm. in remote areas, because in remote areas, people can just plug in their console, right? And go. Uh, yep. So if you don't have that, then you're going to have to have 5G internet. And maybe that signals that they aren't going to have that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but go ahead. Uh, let's get your thoughts, Delilah. I mean, everybody can just jump in. This is... Yeah. No, I, I mean, wow, Inferno said, said quite a bit and touched on kind of like same the same some Sorry. of the same things that Sorry. I was... I was thinking, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, I think console is still the best place to play. And that's part of the reason why if you, that interview was kind of along those lines. It starts with it starts with the hardware. I mean, that determines a lot, when, even when it comes to, to xCloud. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think the, as far as when I look at it from five years from now, I think we would see, as far as games, games would improve by not so much graphic fidelity, but more so... AI, you know, machine learnings, things like that. Um, probably bigger worlds and um, yeah, more detail. I, more detail. Yeah, and more engaging stories, things like that. I feel like I feel like that we could just the games would just continue to get better and better. Um, and I think the release cycle of games are going to change too, um, because you know people are now able to make these games, you know, similar to like Sea of Thieves, they're able to put something out and just update it and up, over time improve the game and improve the game kind of like with no man's sky um so I, I could easily see that being just the model now for some games like okay we're gonna put the game out even if it's a single player experience you know if you think about valhalla and how that game is a single player experience but they can add certain you know new bosses new areas new they can open up new map sections and things like that and i think that's just essentially where the, the entire industry is going to head eventually when it comes to that type of game so all right, Therese, lady, what do you guys think? Delay, delay, the delay a thon to 2025. And that's what it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, with, with gaming for the next five years, I don't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know, but what I, but I will be here, hopefully with a 4K TV and a better PC and better games. But I, I can't really. Knowing how everything's going with the Rona, um, games will will have delays next year, and we're gonna get the trailers, we're gonna get the sneak peeks, we're con- gonna continue to get the drip action until we can be able to go back outside. And when we can be able to go back outside, it's gonna be like a big old celebration, and it's, it's gonna be, gonna like, be like Tatooine and whatnot. Everybody's yeah, out. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tatooine. Everybody's out, but um. I'm I'm in it. I'm in it for the long haul. So I yeah, sorry. Sharice, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I was, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking. I don't know. I just want more engaging stories. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm an RPG fan in the long run, and I feel like I'm more fine. Games are coming, though, don't you think? Like more RPGs. Yes, I do. Oh, yeah. I do. Sure. I just want them now. I don't have patience. With them, so <laughs> I just want them now. And like ladies say, it's gonna be a lot of delays, especially with people getting used to working from home and getting everything set up like it needs to be. And if you want more life light, that means you have to schedule, say, you know, make sure everybody's safe to do it, to do the mocap, to do the voice acting, mm-hmm. um, or find more imaginative ways to actually do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more like, so if you want all this lifelike and like it is, you're going to have to take the time to actually work through it. So we need to get this stuff set up. So that way people won't, we won't have as many delays, but I do see delays. Not as much as Lady C's, but just a few. Yeah. One thing I want to add too, if you think about um, the release trajectory, you said you said 2025, right? I mean, man, with all these things that are in this current in development that we know about, those games would be should be out by then, right? Same thing with like, uh, you know, uh, God of War, Ragnarok, and all these things that we do know about. I think I think it's gonna be fa- fascinating to watch, um, because we don't know what's after that. You know, in 2025, we don't. That's mid generation for what we just, what has just been released with Series X and PlayStation Five. So that's mid gen for them. So I mean, it's it's just gonna be cool. I mean, I think we could see more on the VR front. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'd be very interested to see. I'd be very interested to see if you know if I'm wrong about cloud gaming and that is kind of taking a huge market share. Uh, yeah. In the next five years, I'm kind of interested to see what that does to the price of games in general. Because mm. if you had asked me mm-hmm. that pricing of games was going to be seventy dollars, if you told me that for this gen, I would not have believed you. Um, and right. It looks like that's becoming more popular, and I don't really like it. Um, I understand it a little bit, but if it's not happening to everyone across the board, then should it really happen in general? Uh, question mark. But um, right. but um, I'm really interested to see whether you know more people when more people go to digital you know digital sales are never as good as at least you know within the first year of a game's life cycle they're never as good those deals as the physical disc versions you know black friday you always see amazing deals right Mm -hmm. so i'm interested to see you know pricing what what kind of deals you get what kind of bundles you get like what whether cloud gaming is going to force the hand of people to really for for publishers to really reconsider how games are priced and bundled and if we get kind of another revolution of like dlc you're like standalone dlc is kind of taking a little bit of a backseat in terms of you know charging separately for it a ridiculous amount right we've seen a lot of games just move to a a free dlc model i wonder if we're going to get the same kind of revolution but based on you know cloud gaming driving the train like subscription models driving the train on making these publishers charge less for the upfront cost you know yeah, I mean, yep. that's interesting. I agree. And and it's and it's I think we're going to I know it's weird that, you know, recently we just had a new installation of Ready Player 2, mm-hmm. the Ready Player 1 saga and it it just makes me always think, you know, how close are we to this, right? And like we said, you know, I think we're going to see more innovation within cloud gaming. I mean, not cloud gaming, but uh VR and whatnot and uh mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe it's adoption to some cloud performance, you know, for its uh 
uh, hardware. And mm -hmm. uh, the future is bright for gaming, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm, definitely. All right. Well, I think that's the end of all of our topics and tidbits and our lovely chat with uh, Mr. Inferno. We have like greatly appreciated you being here. Um, and I love our discussions. Uh, this is basically what happens on most of our game nights, guys. So make sure you come to those. <laughs> but, um, next week yeah. is Among Us. Uh, next week is Among Us. Okay. Among Us. Okay, Delilah. I'm going to be there. Don't worry. Right. Write it down. Yeah. <laughs> Write it down. Yeah game anyway. but uh yes i do yeah let's get uh who's gonna get the questions together let's just get a couple like three or four uh somebody want to pick out some either I, lady I, or three i got it i got it i got it i got it all right <laughs> question rain g4 uh will this pandemic cause more delays throughout the generation until things get better well, we've already talked about that yeah. so let's all right we haven't okay question abacab 72 how you doing uh, has anybody seen the podcast on Joe Budden's network called See the Thing Is? They're talking, hmm, mostly dissing men, playing video games, saying they are bad. Oh, we did see that. They mm -hmm. are no, they are bad in bed and in general. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I heard. Yeah, I seen that. Nobody paying attention to them hoes, man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you what's, can't, and what's hilarious is that we actually... I, we, post, we actually posted a tweet about that in response. <laughs> yeah. We responded to that tweet. Uh, right. So, yeah, you can just go look at some, like, what I liked. I think it's on one of my I didn't. I didn't. But I but I responded now. Look. Yeah, I mean, like, I think for most women, the biggest issue is as long as you're taking care of your other responsibilities, we don't care. Right. Like, so. And, 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 they're like, I just want somebody that makes energy. money and not worry. This this like this girl said she will break the TV and the PS5. Now you gotta look at her. I was like, no. Are you know how much they cost? Not. Are you do you know yeah. how much they cost? That's money. No, nah, she what? don't know. She don't know. Yeah. If, if I understand, if you don't want to play with no, if you don't want to deal with no guy that play video games because you don't like him, that's fine. But you're not for the diss every man. They want him out there in them streets or something. Like what? What's what, that? Right. And that's exactly what they want. They want him in the streets. They want him in the streets. I'm like, mm mm mm. Yeah, nah. See, mm. It's, that that's a whole other podcast. We could talk about that one. <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. Whole other but podcast. but I got a lot to say on that though. topic, to be honest with you, uh, because my husband's also he's a gamer and um. I have no problem with it at all. I mean, he takes care of it, what you take care of. Um, as far as performance in the bedroom, well, huh? Yeah, I'm not gonna share that information, but everything's good over here. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you essentially just did share that information. Right, right. Everything good. She said everything good. Okay, uh, Jazzy knew what to do. Anybody play? Uh, anybody think? What did you think of the Mandalorian this week? I never watched it. Oh, oh, oh. I've already told Delilah, you better hurry up and watch this shit because I'm getting, look, I can't keep holding this shit in. I can't, I can't, okay? I'll, I'll make sure I watch it this evening. I'll, I'll make sure. Man, it was the best. It was everything you needed in your Star Wars life. Okay, I'm gonna do did, one more did question. anyone else watch it? Anyone else watch it? I said I never watched it. I never watched it. I never watched it. I never watched it. Oh I ain't watched one. Well, you what? haven't seen the series at all. But at all. In Inferno, are you watching it? I saw uh, the first season only. I haven't seen anything past that. But man, y'all suck. <laughs> uh, I'll be that. Wow. I'll be that. I'll be that. Wow. <laughs> I get it. Hell's wrong with y'all. All right, I'm gonna get one more. I'm gonna get one more. Um, Jazzy New. <laughs> You had a couple of questions, but we answered like 
half of the question that you asked here. So I'm going to get this last one. Um, do you all, did you all set a gamer score slash trophy goal for the year or did you just want to be? Yeah, I did. I, I set mine for um, 85,000. I don't think I'm going to hit that though. I let it be. Don't definitely don't set no for this year or for next year? For no, this, this year. year. I set it for this year. I'm, I'm so for 2020. Like, you set a goal for gamer score? Dang, are you talking about? You asking me? Everybody. 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 I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I could get, you know, when you play these shooters over and over and you're playing a lot of multiplayer games and you're not getting any achievement score, it's like, damn, man, this guy literally just, you know, completed the first mission in this game and got 30 gamer score. Can you throw me a bone for, like, you know, having a 5.0 KD or something? Um, But, like, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. But, like, you know, when you're primarily a social multiplayer gamer, like, your gamer score really suffers, so... I don't set a goal. Um, if I, you know, if I get a thousand gamer score on a game, I'm super happy about it. But that's rare, so. Same. Um, my my. I I used to set that. Go ahead, Sharice. Uh, Sharice. Okay. Uh, my gamer score trophy goals is getting these bills paid and and not get sick off the road and then i'll play some games that's the two um, but i don't do i don't anymore I, i'm sorry sharice i didn't hear that part at all you 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 crack you like broke up a little bit what did you were saying and now we can't hear it okay all right yeah i got it i got i got bills and i'm trying to and i'm staying healthy that's the two more important goals of the year and if I get to play a game, I'm with Inferno on this one though, because I'll be playing hella multiplayer games and we don't be winning nothing. Right. They don't give us anything. And shafted, yep. So yeah. We might do a uh, might do a little achievement hunt next year, man. If it gets if, if if this year's like if next year's gonna be like this year, I think we should do another achievement hunt of us ladies. Yeah, we'll have to invite more people because uh I think last year we did it with uh, Prophecy and them. So maybe we need to include like Inferno and I guess everybody that's on the GWG uh, Discord, right? And have uh-huh. like a full on competition. Yes, we yeah. can. Game pass for the win. All right, guys. Um, I think that's it. I think we've talked long enough today. Great conversation with everybody here on the panel. And uh, yeah, with all you guys in the chat, you guys have been lively this entire time. So we appreciate that. And um, I hope you guys had a uh, beautiful Thanksgiving um, and looking forward to Christmas for me. I already got my decorations up. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do our outros again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show with us, uh, Inferno. We really appreciate it. But uh, yeah, go ahead and start with your outro. I am very happy to finally be on. I will be an honorary grown woman anytime um, (laughs) you want to have me um but it was good to be on a podcast again um like i said i haven't been on a lot of podcasts recently life has just been busy and all that and um it was great to talk games with knowledgeable realistically knowledgeable people and (laughs) you guys know that uh grown gaming is one of my favorites and when i can get here on saturdays i i'm always here and got a great discord y'all get in there if you're not in there you need to be in that discord um 
and get on those game nights. But um, as for where you can find me, um, primarily on Twitter, just underscore Inferno217 underscore. And then um, on Xbox, add me. I'm Inferno217, PlayStation. Unfortunately, some British guy has had it inactive <laughs> for the past 11 years, and I am just a little <laughs> salty about it. So I am Fernie217 on there. Um, instead oh, of Inferno man, 11 years, though. Yo. Yep, I've petitioned PlayStation, Sony multiple times. They will not make me give it up. I'm very salty. Oh, and wow. um, so, yeah, and uh, my Switch code, not going to shut that out. That's way too long. Right. Um, but um, yeah, they need to figure yeah, it, it out. Like, come on, yeah, get, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, again, thanks for having me on. All right. Thank you. All right. So, Lady, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me at Lady underscore infamous 415 on Twitch. We play those games. It don't matter. We just playing them games. Um, you can check me out on my YouTube channel lady infamous 415 i try to be consistent over there we got a couple of videos out there and uh you can check me at my side piece aka twitter lady infamous 415 all in one word uh <laughs> birthday stream coming up we got the cyberpunk 27 to 7 giveaway coming up yes. and you know how generous we may or may not be during the holiday season so we we gonna do some things we're gonna do some things and uh thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you guys next week all right, uh, Delilah, you want to go? Yes, you all know you can find me on Twitter, Delilah underscore HD. Man, that's pretty much it. No side piece, no nothing, just no Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Sharice, are you back? <laughs> I don't think so. Y'all can find Sharice on Twitter, on Twitch. Um, yeah, Twitter and Twitch mainly. Uh, she'll be on that extra early morning streams. Uh, so make sure you guys go check her out there. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. It's LBoogie0208. I'm going to try to get back streaming on Twitch more regularly this week. So make sure you head uh, to catch me over there on Twitter all the time. And again, we have that giveaway for Cyberpunk. It'll be given away on December 9th, I believe. Uh, so you'll be able to download it in enough time and everything, all that goodness. And um, make sure you guys retweet it, follow us here, and spread the word. And... Um, Love peace and chicken grease. Make sure you wash your hands, <laughs> wash your ass. Uh, I've heard that in a long time. Love peace and chicken grease. Right? <laughs> you know, we old. We are old. We are old. You, you are. are. <laughs> Real quick. Did I say y'all? I meant to say us. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> All right, y'all. Thanks. <laughs>